We're for Europe. What's going Let's on? Let's go. Man. Let's do it. Episode four. Yes, man. So what did Matt do this week? As usual. Yeah, a day a day later, but that's a good. A day and an hour early, so yeah, getting better. There's progress. What did I do this week? Oh man, packing orders, a lot of orders, moving a lot of steel. Uh, did some welding jobs, like for DIY Europe, and uh, glued up some glass plantains, which somehow everybody wants again. I don't know why, because they're terrible to make, terrible to ship, terrible to handle, terrible everything. Why are they terrible to ship? Just because they break? Easy? Yep. Or? Yep. Yeah. So you must get some that arrive broken. Yes. Oh man, I had a terrible thing. I also make them for uh, for housemaid. Yeah. And I had a box of like twenty of them, and they got there completely fucked. Ugh. Like so fucked, man. It was terrible, and then the <laughs> fucking insurance shit. They only pay like like uh, how do they say that? Like like what you actually pay for the stuff, and it's a nightmare. So what, what do, you, do you get to pack them like in between wood or something, or how do you? How do you no, now, now I just do uh, like an, a shit ton of uh, the the bubble plastic stuff. Yeah, you know, the air plastic, and they just wrap them like uh, like like you can use them as a American football. <laughs> so that was my week, in a nutshell. Yeah. yeah. I. Uh... I just got home yesterday when we were supposed to record. I was down in Salzburg at the uh, Salzburg Messerschmitt. I don't know if you mm-hmm. know those guys. Yeah. So picked up a bunch of Damascus steel that will go online soon, as soon as I get all the pictures and stuff set. And uh, they bought a whole bunch of wood off me. They use uh, my wood for the people who take their uh, forging classes. Awesome. So and they got an awesome workshop over there with three power hammers, a press. They got surface grinders, mill not lathes. Impressed. Not impressed. Go on. Go on. Uh, you'll be impressed. They, they got like four what? or five grinders. Two of them are, if you guess. Revolutions. Revolution grinders, yeah. So they, yeah, they have bought. two grinders. Uh, they have like four or five grinders. Two of them are the 75 millimeters, and Ooh. one I think is uh, Batco. Which, oh, I don't know, oh I think they yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think they're that, Dutch. No, it's not Dutch. Think, it's a Dutch guy uh, selling those. Uh, I don't remember where he's from. We try to forget about it's, him. It's not a Dutch. Uh, it's not a Dutch grinder, though. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm. I don't care about smearing other people on this podcast, Keith. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's, uh, that's, uh, that's not, yeah. ask me about it and I'll, I'll answer. Yeah. No, no, I'm going to uh, have a little announcement I was kind of teasing you about a week, so you've been waiting to hear about it, right? Yeah, I want to say something about that first. I, I still don't, I, I don't have a clue about what it is, but if you don't tell me, like I have an announcement, but I'm not going to tell you, that's terrible yeah. for me. So let's wait and we'll talk about it next week then. I could, no, no. <laughs> I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I couldn't do anything. I just uh, sat there in my chair, being all, all being nervous about this. No, nothing like to be nervous about. Um, I've been, I've been working with. Uh, there's another podcast, a German podcast, 63HRC. Uh, mm-hmm. Tim Kogler and uh, Ben from Alp Knives. Uh, we yeah. started working on this at the end of the knife show last year in Solingen, so knife 2023, and we finally got everything all put together. We're working on a knife charity project, and we Ooh. got we got 20 like top-notch knife makers that we will all be making a two, 220 millimeter K-tip Cayuto. So that all the blade shapes are going to be the same. Everybody will do their own uh, take on their handle work, whatever kind of wood or anything they want to use for the handles, and nice. we. And we have a table uh, set up exclusively for these 20 knives at Solingen in Germany for the knife show. So they'll be all in display under a case, locked case. Everybody can see the knives, buy uh, tickets. We're not, we didn't really make a price yet. We're still working on that with the charity. And, I want uh, two tickets. All, 
You want two tickets? Yeah, of course. You wait till you hear the names of the guys we got. You're gonna want more than two tickets. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I thought you were gonna say that. Wait till you hear the price. They're five hundred bucks each. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, so we're working with um, uh, a charity called Kinderlaken from uh, Germany. They help underprivileged children in Austria, Germany, and Switzerland get all the essential necessities that they need, like clothes and medical devices and school supplies, anything that uh, they can't afford to get on their own. And I want to thank um, Shia Knives. Uh, Meershot helped us work with the charity. His girlfriend works there, so he's been working with us also to get this to happen. So it's going to be a, a big deal. Hopefully we can make some, some money for them. Nice, man. Yep. So do you have like a list of makers that you can... You, you want to hear who's... You want to hear the list? Yeah, man. Go for it. All right, we got Martin Huber from Messerschmitt Huber. We got Tobias Hangler, Messerschmitt Hangler. He's the guy who made Apex Ultra. We got Benjamin Camon. We got Christoph Gehring from Forge Works. We got Meerschott from Sheer Knives. He's out of Germany. We got Sven from Sid Knives out of Austria. We got uh, Jonas Noding. It's Mesa Schmid noting. We got Alb Knives and Spear Knives. Those are the two guys that are working on the project with me. We got T-Sack Handmade Knives. Uh, I'll be making a knife. And we got... T-Sack Handmade Knives. Dutchman. Mark from Solid Grinds. We got Jonathan from Hopewood Goods. Oliver from Oil Kitchen Knives. We got Jonathan from Joby Knives. We got the two Mesa Schmid... Uh, Salzburg Meet guys, Albert Angloberger and Andreas Fellner. We got Christoph Feichtel from Calderum Kling Klingenkunst. Uh, we got an American guy living in Germany. His name is Derek Wolf from Wolf Knives. And Chris Wild from Wild World. So, a nice list of this guys. Is awesome. Gonna be yeah, some man. incredible knives. So in the, <clears throat> pretty soon we'll be working on getting, uh, I'm going to try and get like a little web page where people can go online and order tickets and see uh, all the work that these people have made in the past. And as they finish knives, we'll add those to the page also. So it's going to be pretty cool. I'm very excited about this. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, is I'm there glad. still, uh, like, 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 is there still place for more knife makers or uh, is it? Uh, right. Right now we're doing these 20 and hopefully everything runs smooth this year. We're going to see how it goes and next year we'll uh, maybe add some more things. Like this year we're doing, uh, it's all going to be mono steel plates right now. We try to kind of wanted everybody to have the same design. Mm -hmm. And uh, if it goes smooth, like I said, then next year we'll add the option that people can do maybe their own whatever knife they want to make or they could add uh, Damascus steel or anything like that. So were you involved in uh, who, who, who were on the list of makers? Yeah, we uh, picked. We all picked out people that we wanted, and uh, we got pretty much everybody that we asked said right away that they would do it. So no, hopefully sure. everybody finishes on time, and, and we get these I, these people I, on the list. I just want to win Timo's knife. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he makes awesome knives. Yeah. It, it's just insane that he's been making knives for like. Was it like two years now? Yeah, like two, three years, something like that. Yeah, it's crazy. If you look at his knives, it's insane. Yeah, yeah. Improved quickly. He's gonna get a revolution too. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Hey, so speaking of the list, we got a special guest tonight. One of the guys on the list. We got Chris from Forge Works. Chris, how's it going? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. This week was actually astonishingly really, really good. Um, I finished up a lot of knives and I've already started with the knives that I wanted to make next week. So I'm pretty good on that. Hey, how, many how many knives are you pumping out a week? Um, normally I would say between 10 to 15, I would say. Mm -hmm. And this week I started my week with like, I would say, seven, seven knives around that. And I finished them all up. I think it was like five jumpers and then a new model. 
which is called the Andromeda Shadow, which comes from the Andromeda line. And um, then I was like finished at like Thursday or so, and I just started prepping everything. And I was like, maybe I could record a YouTube video, but I already had one uh, for this week. So um, I just started grinding on like 18 knives and I finished that on uh, Friday. So I ground like 18 knives on Friday. It was not that comfortable, but it was pretty successful. And um, then I just heat treated them today. And so I can go fully into these 18 knives next week and probably finish even more knives because I will be probably finished with these 18 knives at like Wednesday or so. So that is the plan at least. A busy guy. That's moving some metal, man. Holy cow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Luckily, they were all like water jetted, but I had to do like um, with the Indomitus Shadow, it's like um, a skeletonized knife. So I had to round off all the corners and all that kind of stuff with file and sandpaper, smooth it out. So that's sometimes a little bit jarring, I would say, but it has to be done. So, um, yeah, I finished that and yeah, I'm pretty happy. And the good thing is with the skeletonized knives, like they have to be heat treated and then maybe finish ground. And then for the endometer, I get the sheaves made. Uh, by Kydex Holster and L, and mm -hmm. then I don't even have to make like the Kydex sheaths for this uh, particular knife. So I just have to apply the finish and sharpen them, and then they are actually done. So I can pump out a lot of more knives, and I have like uh, 12 knives where I have to attach some G10 via screws and then just rock pattern them and all that kind of fun stuff. Oh, sounds good, man. So, um, is that like your uh, your your basic uh, uh, knife, or um, the Indominator is one of my I would say my main carrier. I would say um, because like the the main Indominator is um, a mid tech production knife, so I get like um, a lot of things made for this knife. So I just have to do the heat treatment, the finishing, and the sharpening and the final touch-ups on the handle scales so you get a lot of stuff milled for me um, so I can drop the price a little bit down on this knife and I'm just advancing on this model I would say so the handle shape stays always the same but now I'm coming up with like new blade designs so we have now or I have uh, Indomitor Tanto, Indomitor Warncliffe, Indomitor oh, Tanto. So it's all that kind of stuff, but you always have the same handles that goes onto the knife. So I don't have to design a new handle that uh, goes onto each knife. So it's always the same handle. And it, that is also like, like the marketing behind it. If people see that handle and that specific scale, they know all that could be like a forge works i know that handle scale from the main endometer and i want to push that project out um, now for these three uh, more blade designs that i just uh, named uh, they're still getting all made by hand because when i get like these blanks ordered like those finished knives that are getting milled i have to order like 200 um, each time so that is quite a lot of money at the yeah. first time so I'm waiting for that until probably next year because you have to um, advance with a lot of money in the first place to oh set God. up those so you projects need to, you need to buy 200 to make it like doable cost-wise yeah yeah otherwise Holy it God, wouldn't man. be um, and like a lot of companies because they're saying all right um, we need at least 200 to make that order because otherwise it's not worth it for them uh, to set up everything to set up the mill and all that kind of stuff um, so yeah that's sometimes a little bit iffy I would say but um, that's how it works and I'm pretty happy with the Indomitor and now the Indomitor Shadow there's a I have the same blade but the handle is different um, so it's always like even Sometimes the blade stays the same and the handle changes to the Andromeda Shadow. Um, but it's always like people recognize that shape, even the handle or the the blade shape. 
and now I have like the the Indominus Shadow is actually like a skeletonized knife and then I have the Indominus Shadow with a ring on the back of the handle because some guys wanted to have like a ring knife version of that mm -hmm. so I started to pump out that one and yeah that's pretty nice because when I use the same blade shape I can use those same sheaths for that knife which makes my life easier and these sheaths are pretty cool because they're really low profile and you can even um, adjust the tension on the kydex because kydex holds and I'll put a lot of work into them uh, so they have like a set screw and a washer, a rubber washer between mm -hmm. them and you can just tighten them down um, maybe for like military guys who are doing like jumps out of airplanes they can tighten them down so those knives they don't get lost or when you have them looser because you're just carrying them normally you can just loosen them up which is really nice you wouldn't want uh, you wouldn't want a knife like that landing on your face when <laughs> when you jump out <laughs> yeah <No>. yeah <laughs> definitely and um it's a really fun project and i would say like the hydra is my this was my first mid-tech production knife and now the indometer and i'm just trying to get these knives out there um, because I really love those designs and they're practical designs, I would say. And um, I have a lot of fun working with them. And sometimes it's like pretty cool because I can do like 10 of my completely handmade knives uh, in like a week. And I can even at the same time, I can work on like 10 Indometer or 10 Hydra knives at the same time. Because I don't have to put that much work into them and just finish them out at the same time so I get like 20 knives in a week done which is pretty cool. I always like uh, hearing the process behind it and I always, always like when people like really think about how like you said how do I make my life easier yeah, yeah to optimize so everything yeah like really get into the nitty details and, and uh, you know, like keep the handle the same and just change the blade shapes and you know, like that. So production-wise, you're uh, you're always thinking about it. It's it's cool to see. Yeah, definitely. It's um, probably also the reason why you bump out so so uh, so many knives. Yeah, I would say so, and also of course, <laughs> people know me for that, and it's like a running joke uh, at the at the moment. It's like I rock pattern everything, which makes yeah. my life a lot easier instead of like shaping handles with like coke bottle handles i do it sometimes especially on like kitchen knives or i did two knives out of magna cut uh which were like chopping knives kind of and i also wanted to do like really cool curved handles with like coke bottle style um it's mm. sometimes really fun to do <laughs> but um yeah in the same time when i finish like two handles of these I can finish like 20 rock pattern handles. <laughs> so. so, so the running joke is like you're uh, you're always using that because it's easier. Um, yeah, kind of. Like people know me. I'm like, uh, especially when I do like new knives or so. I'm like, all right, what which handles should I made? And I'm like, yeah, just just rock pattern it, you know. <laughs> and when people ask me like, hey man, uh, like can we do that handle? I'm like. Nope. Yeah, we can, but rock pattern is cool, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and sometimes, like, um, people, like, write me on Instagram, and sometimes I'm, like, confused, like, have you seen what I'm doing at my, like, at my Instagram? You know, I have, like, rock pattern everything, and I'm, like, stonewashing everything, and then they're coming up with, like, this super faceted handle and like satin finish i'm like dude i'm maybe the the wrong maker for you like yeah. <laughs> like i can make it you know but um i feel like we need to get people to request more of that more of that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it's pretty funny like but the cool thing is also um it like when people are coming up with these ideas um I would say it challenges me because normally I just do rock pattern and I just do stonewash finishes. So mm -hmm. um, it challenges me and I come up with new ideas because before I did these two choppers out of Magna Cut, I had a different customer who also had a, a satin finish on a Magna Cut knife with this Coke bottle handle. And I was like, 
it actually feels and looks pretty nice like maybe I should do more of that and then I kind of made these choppers with these coke bottle handles I stone wash them in the end but the coke bottle handles were there because I didn't want to rock pattern and I wanted to make something different and show the people that I also can do other things than just rock pattern it yeah, I got one of the uh, Indominators. I think the only one in Apex Ultra. Or have you made more? Uh, not yet. I think. Yeah, yeah. The the um, you got the the. It's not like the Warncliffe. I think it was like a mixed design um, from my okay, really yeah. old knife, the Musketeer. I would say, and I just put like that blade onto the Indominator handle. Um, I'm not sure if I should continue that model at the moment, but we'll see. But at first I want to do like these other three types and then we'll see what, what is coming up next. Like I got a lot of ideas, but to make these knives, like you need those customers to buy all these knives yeah. and you need also the money to get them like into production as well. Yeah, mine's got a uh, Cerakote finish on it, and I really like the way the uh, logo comes out on those when you, yeah, you laser definitely. off the Cerakote. Yeah. That's for sure. Like I'm also like looking into lasering. Um, I have two guys who make the laser for me. Um, it's it's really cool to, la to have a laser because I get a lot of uh, guys who want like specific logo and then I have to get like a specific um, stencil made and they are pretty expensive so um, when I tell them like yeah that's going to cost that and that a much amount yeah. of money they're like wow okay maybe we should leave that initials off of the knife because it's just not worth it but with a laser you can just say like yeah man yeah. that's like five euros extra or so because yeah, it's yeah. really really easy do you have your own laser or somebody doing the laser work for you? Um, not at the moment. I'm looking into it. Um, I have like the, the Suricota guy in, mm -hmm. in France is doing most of the lasering for me. And I've also got another company that sometimes does the lasering for me as well. Yeah. So you got a guy in France and you got a guy in... Where's the... Where's the uh... In the Netherlands, that's doing your no, sheets. No, in Germany, Germany. Oh, yeah, Germany. I've got the guy uh, who does the the Suricode in France. I've got uh, Leonard from Kydex Wholesale L in Netherlands, and then I've got uh, another Suricoder in Germany, and then I've got the other laser company in Germany as well. Yeah, nice. So you're working with a bunch of different companies. That's good. Get everybody working together. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool, um, especially how I met a lot of these guys. Is also like, because I'm I'm also like really big into airsoft, and um, my parents were at first when I started with airsofting, they were like, "All right, that's kind of weird, <laughs> but we'll let him go," you know. Um, and then I met like Leonard from Kydex Wholesale L VR Airsoft, and um, later on. Um, it was like because my dad always said like yeah man you you need a network you know you networking is so important in your later life because you need a lot of you need to know a lot of guys yeah. and he always was like yeah you have to have a network and He's then so I started with the knife making and suddenly I had these these guys like Leonard uh, from Kydex Holza I had um, LMS gear who designs really cool jeans and we all met each other because f through Leonard I met the guy from LMS Gear, and then through him I met another guy. So I built up that network via uh, Airsoft. Yeah. yeah, and so it's now like in my family a running joke with that network because they were at first like, "Oh, you need a network," and I've built up that network with that kind of weird hobby. <laughs> so it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, your dad was right. You do need a network always. Definitely. And everything. Yeah. Smart man. Yeah, definitely. And um, I'm pretty happy with like my network. Um, we've got a cool community, and like Martin Huber is also sometimes cutting stuff out for me, or when I need material because I forgot to order something, I just write Keith like, "Hey man, <laughs> 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 can 
could you uh, send me some G10? <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just chipping it right away. It's just a cool uh, community, I would say. And what I also like about the Knife Maker community is that we help each other. It's not like, um, oh, yeah, you could be like, you could steal customers from me. Like also when some guys write me like, hey, man, could you do like a Scandi grind? And I'm like, no, I don't have any experience with that. Uh, go to this knife maker. He makes a lot of Scandi grinds, you know. Uh, yeah. I'm not just saying like, yeah, I don't do that. And um, just leave me alone with that. I'm just referring to other knife makers who could do that better. Um, because I think that's just fair and they are doing the same. Um, yeah. So we have a really, really nice community, I would say. And also now with the project, I would say um, that is pretty cool because we have the same design um, with that blade shape, but we'll see so many different styles that yeah. uh, will be on the knife. It won't be like 20 times the same knife, which is so nice to see that even if you're stealing knife designs, like I could take a, a knife design from Martin Huber or another knife maker, and it would you would see all right this is a forgeworks knife even though i'm tell not to i'm not going to tell you steel designs <laughs> you know but it, but it's just interesting that uh even though there are so many knife makers each knife maker has its own style which is mm, really yeah. really cool it's actually pretty good if people uh, is are like using your design and and um uh, that, that's like relatively like can you call something your own design like uh, there's always someone that made something similar yeah but yeah. Um, it's it's i think you've made it when um, people are saying like hey that's uh like like a forgeworks design yeah, yeah i'm, uh, I'm curious to like, see what a, all the different handles are going like i'm sure that we'll be able to pick out Ben Camon's oh. knife right away. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm I'm thinking about it, you know. Um, yeah. I was like, at first, I I never made like a hidden tang design. I never made okay. a knife like that, so that will yeah. be challenging. Um, I I'm thinking about what I should do because I kind of want to make like a standard knife, but that's not also kind of because we want to show the different knife designs so yeah. and if we would make just like a normal Gyoto handle that would be kind of boring because it wouldn't show my style um so i'm maybe better than yeah because <laughs> <laughs> i never i've yeah. never seen like a stonewashed rock pattern Gyoto. you know yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i can feel it coming up yeah. well, well, if if you read the instructions, it never says you can change. You couldn't change the handle shape. The blade shape is fixed, but you could probably ah, add so that, I make could that make a full a, tang if you like. <laughs> that that is good because yeah. I'm like because I send you uh, a design fr uh, from me. I w I think so. Back in the days yeah. when you started planning uh, yeah, it like out, a year ago. I was like, yeah, mate. I hope he does like uh, a full <laughs> tang knife. <laughs> you know, try to influence you. And then I, I saw that email, I was like, dude, man, I'm like a full tank guy. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah, Ben from uh, from Alp Knives, he's the one who designed the blade shape for us. Yeah, gotta talk to him now. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be also challenging for me to, to make like this knife. I have like a plan in my head how I can achieve it. Yeah. Um so yeah, we'll see what I come up with. Will be a surprise. I, I started mine like six or seven months ago. I got a little head start because I take forever to make knives. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, <laughs> you don't take for, forever uh, for shipping material. <laughs> I thought it was serious knife makers only, Keith. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I'm like the backup guy. <laughs> Shots fired. How's your laser doing, uh, Keith? Uh, laser's doing good. I made a couple of uh, designs on my um, file guide tonight, just messing around with it. So I kind of got the aluminum uh, laser etching dialed in, and mm. gonna try and take some scrap pieces of Damascus and see if I can work something out. My my logo is always hard to see on Damascus when as soon as you like etch it, you get all the black spots and the shiny spots, and then your logo kind of disappears. So I wanted to maybe kind of make some oval design that goes around it 
that won't be etched. Let's see if I can laser out something so it's easier to see. Mm. Cool. Yeah, that's why I chose like a, a simple logo, I would say, because it's yeah. really easy to, to etch. <laughs> yeah. But at there, you also have the problem because with your logo, you can clearly see right that as knife material. And with mine, I just have that gear logo yeah. and I don't have a name on yeah. my knife. So um, you have to have the name so people would recognize, oh, that's that's a Forgeworks knife uh, right there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe I will change it. Not sure. Well, you could just add Forgeworks underneath yeah, or inside yeah, the definitely. gear or something. But I will probably do that when I have laser in-house because at the, mm -hmm. at the moment I'm just etching my logos with like an etching machine and then this logo is super simple to etch and people yeah. kind of know when they see that gear um, yeah. like getting more I wouldn't say famous but people recognize <laughs> my knives more and more I would say oh, you're famous oh you are now you're on the you're on the podcast so now yeah. you're famous <laughs> oh, yeah, now he's famous <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's the plan right yeah Hey Matt, did you hear the Fire and Steel podcast episode this week? I did, but um, was it the short episode? Oh, you mean mm, the one from today? The one from today, yeah. Nope. They were complaining. They said that we ripped off the logo from Brian and that we were very unoriginal with our design. And <laughs> they can get fucked. Did they really? <laughs> they did, yeah. They're such a bunch of... Mm. Uh -huh. Okay. I have to listen to it later. I'm not going to listen to that anymore. Fuck him. Fuck him. Toby is such a dickhead. It's just, well, he's an awesome guy. Like we talked on the phone uh, this week, and then he's yeah. all rainbows and butterflies, especially mm -hmm. rainbows, because he's a <laughs> leftist, tranny-loving, woke vegan type guy but um yeah and then he's he's gonna t talk bad about us on the on his podcast shame on you toby you dickhead is that your wacker of the week already or yeah now he is i had a different one but this one is going to toby well wait a minute let's, let's stop the music okay welcome to wanker of the week. 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 Did, did anyone ever guess who, who did that? No, nobody guessed, but I I told him who it was on the last episode. <laughs> oh, did you know? Shit. <laughs> okay, my wanker of the week is uh, the entire Fire and Steel podcast crew, except for Honor. I like Honor. So. <coughs> so out of the two, the, in, the entire crew, but, but not yeah. Honor. But not honor, maybe uh, honor, or am I just saying this because he's famous and we want him on here very soon? <laughs> um, yeah, so Toby, for uh, bitching about our logo, which is far more beautiful than their logo. <laughs> I don't remember. And we're that actually the last we're logo they had stickers. Like how how long have we been going now? This is the third week, fourth week. Yeah, fourth week. Stickers already being made. How long Stickers is the Fire and Steel made. podcast going on? Like three years now? Yeah. No stickers, no shirts, no nothing. No Hey, we. Did you get a lot of snow or in the last couple of days? No. No? Just we got bit. like. I got it like at least, at least 30 centimeters, if not more. Oh, so how, that's, about the, how about the snow? That's going to be uh, my wanker of the week is every time it snows, the first time of the year, everybody on the road, yeah. it's like it's the first time oh they're, they're driving. I was driving it's back like, from, from Salzburg and the people are going like 30 kilometers an hour. It's, an only, it's like in Salzburg, it was like kind of rainy snow. It wasn't even bad. Get the Just, fuck off the road when you can. Yeah, it's exactly. like the, the meeting of the Summer Wheels Club, you know? Yeah. <laughs> because they haven't changed the tires. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you haven't changed your tires yet? Oh, yeah, I have. I have. But, oh. like, those guys, they're like, yeah. oh, shit, I should have changed my tires and I meet all at the side of the road because they crashed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I love driving in the snow. It's fun. Yeah, kind of sometimes. Yeah, man, you can fuck around and drift and, and I don't know what, e what else. Yeah, throw on the e-brake around the corners and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Very fun. You could be like an American for a day. Yeah, in a, in a small car. Yeah, four-wheel drive, like like front-wheel drive. How do you say that? Yeah, front-wheel. Yeah, they don't have that in America. Uh, yeah, we do. Yeah, but but oh, like the big like trucks, now? the big trucks and the like the muscle this is cars not are fair, all. Keith. You can say like we do for Europeans, and you can say we do for Americans. <laughs> they they got like uh, rear wheel drive cars and pickup trucks are all like rear wheel drive. And those are horrible in the winter. Gonna drive backwards. That. <laughs> I used to have a BMW that was awesome in the snow. Yeah. You got a trunk full of cement bags to weigh it down. Mm-hmm. Well, mm -hmm. the revolution grinders in the trunk. Yeah, I crashed that thing <laughs> right into the front of, of the company next to us. <laughs> Tried drifting. Terrible idea. So, Chris, do you got a wanker of the week? Um. Well, if Meta or the whole social media is... One wanker, then yeah, yeah sure. meta. <laughs> I, like we I we suck, all know. Suck the cock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, like we all had that happening like a couple of weeks ago, where like meta went crazy. Yeah. Um, and you know how you can like see into your account and your account status to check if you're like still valid and all that kind of stuff. If they yeah. don't cancel you, I like my account status is like not visible like they always show like a fucking problem like yeah. oh it couldn't load now so i'm like dude that is like now three months ago since i can't look into that and sometimes when i go on my computer uh, and then go to instagram sometimes it works um so i don't even know if some posts are like shit and i have to maybe like file them so hey guys can you please make it green again and not like red or yellow yeah. or whatever so that is kind of like frustrating because it's so it, annoying man it, it annoys it, the shit out of me it doesn't that I, work i have a problem with with uh, like like my posts or whatever but it's just so it's they say that that like for you you make like ginormously dangerous knives weapons yeah. weapons of mass destruction that's what you're making so that's why your account gets flagged for everything but then again on the same instagram like these days they show me dead children every day they yeah. they show me tits every day they show me everything that i don't want to look at every every day but then you know if someone wants to post uh something about the knife uh, they made or whatever it, it gets flagged as, as inappropriate yeah and also the the algorithm is so random like i have a lot of pictures of the endometer on my page and like sometimes just like the same picture like or similar just with another finish gets flagged and all the other endometer knives are purely fine uh, i think and instagram like, is trying to tell you to change your uh, your finishes yeah <laughs> No Maybe more should rock do more sad. <laughs> <laughs> they can get fucked. <laughs> uh, pol polish them. Polish them. Nah, nah. Um, yeah. So that is that is my gripe, because like um, I try to do a lot of work now with reels, which kind of sucks. I would say um, like reels are cool, but nowadays you just have to post reels to get seen. Yeah. Uh, with like yeah. pictures I have now like 16k followers and I get like 200 likes on a picture and when I had like 5k uh, followers I had like 600 to a thousand likes on my pictures uh, which is like watching reels no one is watching pictures yeah and that's why I'm trying to make like more reels and that is like like I am a full-time knife maker and I'm not a full-time content creator but you have to be a full-time content yeah. creator when, when, at the when, same time when you scroll over over instagram yourself like do you actually look at pictures yeah m i more look at pictures uh than at videos 
No, I, I don't. And I, I think do. that 90% of the people don't. I'm yeah. looking at the pictures TikTok. too. TikTok brain now. Yeah, I have I have TikTok, sadly. So I watch videos sometimes there. But I also try to push like my like a TikTok Forgeworks account there. So um, to get like all my media out at the same time, which is the good thing is with uh, those reels or TikToks or shorts is share them everywhere. I can do one video and share it at three platforms, which yeah. is yeah. kind of neat, uh, which you can't do with like that one picture. And sometimes like the algorithm goes wild. And I had like videos on Instagram, which had hit like, 150,000k views which is insane but yeah. uh, since that like crackdown on the knife community I haven't made a video that hit over 10,000k's and you can see in the insides that um, it mostly gets shown to your following so even though my account is green you still have that feeling like yeah those videos are not getting shown to mm. other people which is it's kind of weird i don't know and that's just sometimes frustrating because um you try to live from that you do what they want for the algorithm you push out like a video each day and like what should i show more than rock patterning or grinding knives which is kind of like for my <laughs> followers is like i don't want to annoy them with like the same video over and over again because I feel bad for them to see like oh yeah he's posting the same rock patterning video just with a different handle color or he's grinding knives again I want to show actually like new designs new Cerakote finishes but they don't get like posted out to like nearly all my followers they just get shown to like a thousand from all these 16,000 16, people which is kind of aggravating I would say um, and that is I would say my biggest gripe at the moment that you have to be a content creator at the same time that you're like a, a full-time knife maker and then you don't get that from Instagram that like that feeling alright my content is getting seen uh, because they want you to push out more content push out more content and then sometimes you get that hit in the algorithm you're like wow I got 150,000 views I have to post more and more and more and then it's getting down again and but then you're like does it, does it translate into sales uh, yeah like when I had those I had like a couple of videos that were really really good with like 150,000 40,000 views and <laughs> I had like uh, like last year I was like 9,000 followers and it took me like a year to get those another thousand followers and then I had those videos which just blew up and I had like six thousand more followers yeah. in like two to three months I had like each week like 200 people coming in and I noticed that um, it's so crazy it's just yeah. you need if, if one video goes really viral then it's I remember when Brian house was on like I think he was on like 20,000 or 30,000 followers or something and he had a real go absolutely completely viral like like in the millions and then he jumped to 80,000 followers in like uh, a couple yeah of that's 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 crazy um I think it's Gently uh custom works or so he's also a really gentry, cool guy yeah gentry yeah gentry yeah. um yeah, yeah. and like we follow each other and sometimes we talk and I knew we were always like at the same um, following, I would say, and I noticed that he was posting more and more videos. And then one day I was going at his profile, checked it out, and it was like, dude, you were just at ten thousand. Now you were at hundred thousand yeah, followers. Like, dude, like what? I like, blew up like crazy. Yeah. So, and then I noticed, like, yeah, I have to post more videos, and. To all my followers that love my content, I'm sorry that I don't have can post that many pictures. <laughs> it's just how the algorithm works, and we sadly have to do that. And I have to push out those rock pattern videos because Instagram <laughs> likes them. Yeah, well, and also like if you have all those pictures, just turn those freaking pictures into a reel. <laughs> yeah. And also the the cool thing is there are like so many apps like CapCut or yeah, all that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. 
Like stupid shit gets sometimes so many views where I'm like just putting a meme into it and yeah. it just blows up. And I'm like, that was now work of like two minutes. And when I put out like how to sharpen knives, like a reel with like one or two videos, it just gets like 3000 views. And I'm like, dude, like that took me now like two hours all in all. And with that one fucking video there, it just like stupid shit gets like so many views. And when you put really effort into it, yeah, it, it doesn't get TikTok pushed out. People, yeah, people are turning Some, into TikTok zombies. Some of it is uh, is the music choice. If you pick a song that yeah. like is is a big hit right now, they share it just because of the song. Yeah, it's yeah. it's super uh, weird, I would say. And also like, uh, what you can also do now, I have like a. Uh, AI program now that um, cuts my YouTube videos into real formats so I can also push that out uh, which is really nice because then I I record a YouTube video and then I put it into that AI program mm -hmm. and it then I have thing. like five to six more reels and that program is that's like kind of weird at the same time <laughs> uh, it shows you like a score like this video is good because you have like a good hook and then it just scores those videos like you should yeah. uh, do that you should change that it's super weird it's what that tips tips yeah, yeah like it shows you like it you. it scores those videos and it shows you like this video has like a score of 90 and there's like maybe a video where I'm just grinding and shows like yeah like you don't have a good hook in it you don't have that much uh, information in, t in that video because you're not talking in that video or so so people could get bored and skip which is super crazy what I'd be yelling uh, at that at that thing for like uh, like like after five seconds like shut the fuck up <laughs> you robot is that a pay is a paid app or is it something free? Uh, you you can use it for free, but then you have like the the watermark in it, and yeah. the Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube algorithm doesn't like watermarks. I've noticed uh, like okay. when you yeah. download your own video from TikTok and then it has that watermark and you put that out on Instagram, Instagram yeah. is like nah, get fucked. Yeah, you know? I, I'm doing it the other way around too. I'm not posting TikTok shit on. Uh on uh, on instagram they don't like it yeah so i always also try to when i'm uploading like a video i don't it's just a feeling i don't know if that is true but when i put out like a video on instagram i don't like to post that same video at the same time at tiktok yeah. uh because i'm not sure if that algorithm is also like seeing or he posted that same video on tiktok so we don't want to push that out you know it's just yeah. a feeling but when I did that, like my views were really low, and when I didn't, it was better. <laughs> it's just a feeling, so I don't know. <laughs> so when when you like post the same video that you do on Instagram, uh, like a day or two later on TikTok, that's fine. Like, that, that, do you have, that... But do you have like kind of the same views, or is that also random? Um, like my TikTok is just starting out. I have like 60 followers, so yeah, mm -hmm. go ahead <laughs> hit that follow okay. button. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just sometimes when I like I started my TikTok account way back, and um, then I stopped posting there, and now I'm trying it again because I have all these videos because I'm putting much more effort into those videos. So, um, yeah, why not share it on all the platforms and mm -hmm. um, just try it out, you know, because what can you lose? Yeah. Matt, yeah. do you do, have you been doing, um, tic, not tic, yeah, TikTok for a while now? Or? No. Um, sorry, thought you were asking I was. I said, Matt. That's all right. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been using TikTok like for uh, what's that? Like half a year now. But I'm, I keep forgetting to post on there because I never look on TikTok either. I think I despise it too much. To, uh, I downloaded to the app it. and it was like it took too long to try and figure stuff out, and I gave up on it right away. It's so <laughs> dumb, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, but the the algorithm of TikTok. Uh, wants you to post like every day and I 
don't want you to post like one video they want you to post like two to three videos which is like mind-blowing to me like yeah. i'm like how should i make that much content if it's not my like main job you know <laughs> like yeah. i have a main job and i have to do the, at the same so i try to post like one video and otherwise they can just get fucked you know <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's like, it's like you need somebody in the shop all the time taking videos just to take care of your social media stuff yeah yeah so um like people often ask me um if i want to get like a second guy into my shop to like work on those knives and i'm not at the stage yet that i can afford it but i'm always saying like i don't want a guy that like helps me out with my knives because i have those production knives so i could pump out like 50 production knives in a week easily easily so i rather would have like a guy that does the media stuff for me that follows me around with a camera does the editing and all that kind of stuff because this is so important to have a really good media in your background because you can make those fantastic knives really beautiful integral damascus all that kind of stuff but if your media is shit and people don't see your stuff they don't yeah. buy it because they don't know you so for me media is more important so i have new customers coming in want to get my name or get getting my name out there and people are going to buy my knives so i would rather do that than have someone uh do some more rock patterning um that's just my plan in the future if that works out yeah they want to they want to see your videos they want to know you they want to buy your story and not so much your knife because there's millions of knives out there yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's I think it's uh, so important also to have then build a, a strong community with those videos because um, people see behind that product, they see you and they then want to support you. Like, yeah, he's a charming guy. I want to get a knife from him because then they have a better connection to that knife. Like, he's a cool guy. He does great work and they kind of know me you know from all those videos from behind yeah, uh, yeah. they have the feeling they uh, they really know you yeah. yeah um so i think that is really important um to get just media stuff you know because all those big companies without like a good media wouldn't be that big nope nope it's 50% uh, to make stuff and it's 50% to sell stuff. Yeah, that's why like, especially w with like movies, they cost like 200 millions to make and I put like 200 mi millions into the commercial of that movie, which is mind blowing. Mm -hmm. But otherwise they wouldn't get the profit in. Exactly. Now we got uh, two new Patreon followers since the last Ooh. episode. We got uh, Patreon. If you go on to uh, Patreon, we're at WFI Europe Podcasts. You guys can help support the podcast for one euro a month. And as of now, like I said, we got five followers. We got Christoph Stiegler, Sven Nord Artisan, Fagerland Bladesmith, and we got two new ones Mark Vanderworth from 118 Blades and Marky Bird Mark. Forge. Oh. Bird Forge, Travis Haynes. Yeah, Mr. Joined us. Based yeah the vegan knife wax maker yeah he made a post about that yeah he told us he was, he was actually vegan and he was very offended by my uh, <laughs> uh by my comment on uh, on his vegan pelican paste <laughs> i actually got a deal uh um um with him for uh the two knife shows that we're going to keith yeah we're gonna have a hundred tins of pelican paste and a hundred tins of shop hands to, ha to hand out nice i'm gonna have to get some of that shop hands yeah well, are these are these uh are these full-size yeah. tins or the little tins no these are no we're gonna give away the the little ones nice yep it's pretty cool. awesome stuff it smells delicious and he promised to put some cow fat in there for me so <laughs> Special edition. Yeah, don't want that vegan stuff. Bacon bits on top of there. Yeah. 
<laughs> Chris, you're probably not using any uh, kind of waxes and paste like that, are you? Or do you um, put any of that? Uh, sometimes I use like like most of the uh, time I use just ballastol for like my just oiling up all these knives because it is kind of like it doesn't smell natural but it is not like food poisoning when you put it on that blade. Mm -hmm. um, but I also use pelican paste, my man. Um, I also have that Renaissance wax um, yeah. that you can put on like carbon steel uh, blades, mm -hmm. and then I have like that. Uh, chameleon oil, uh, which is also for like my chef knives that I make out of carbon steel. So I just fill it up into like a small bottle and ship that out with that knife so people can oh, yeah. take care of their knives as well. Knife care. I, I bought the, that. You do uh, the, the blist oil on, on the G10 probably, right? To get rid of all the yeah, yeah, yeah. dust. I just yeah. blast it with it, you know. <laughs> and also like the, the blade and... Um, because you never know just, if like he's just the throwing shit on there, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, so, like one guy he like he wrote me like, "Hey man, like next time when you ship a knife, like there was like so much ballistol on it. Like I tried to clean it up, but he like took off the scales and there was like a lot of ballistol still under it. He was like, man, I I could have made like a salad dressing out of it." So. <laughs> So yeah, that's just like, but I just spray the whole knife, wipe it down, and um, just to protect the knife because you never know if the like the package gets wet and then like it stands in like the garden shed or something like that. Yeah, customs gonna take it out and fucking handle it. Yeah, and you you can clean it up. Just take a paper towel and just get rid of it. And I because especially with like carbon steels, I just heavily oil them because you never know what happens with that package. And I don't want to have like the customer gets like a stained knife with like rust yeah. spots on it or so. So awesome. Matt, did you ship out any of the uh, Apollo forges yet? No, I'm waiting on the ceramic liner, man. It's everything is ready. I just, this, even the stickers are on the on the freaking packages, but it's just a liner. Uh, it, it's uh, mm -hmm. it, it's been taking a while for it to get here. What are you using for a liner? It's, it's ceramic, uh, ceramic liner, ceramic like a thingy, like a wool liner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it goes yeah. around the around the the bricks. Uh, as around insulation. the bricks between the outside. Yeah. Yeah, 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 to protect the steel even more. You can just light the forge up and sit on it for at least like fifteen to, to I think even half an hour. It still it doesn't get hot. Wouldn't burn your balls. Or ass. <laughs> Chris, you don't forge, right? You are you doing all stock removal? Um, well, I'm I'm called forge work, so I do forging, <laughs> but not as not as often as I Change want to do. Change his name to stock removal. Works. Yeah, <laughs> stock. Yeah, that's also like a, a another running gag with me. Like people are always like, "Hey man, what? Like Where's why the forge you?" Part? Yeah. <laughs> It's true, you know, but but I can explain it, you know, like when I when I made up that company, um, when I started that company, my plan was to forge more, but where I opened up my workshop, I couldn't forge because like my neighbors would go mental. Um, like I was happy that they, because it was like in a normal living area in the garage of my dad and I couldn't just like light a forge and forge. But yeah. that's the plan. And then when I moved my my shop into like a official shop where I can forge, I had like so many orders in, and like I had to do so much work on like that stock removal that I didn't have the time and just to put that into forging. So now I'm starting. I started with some some chef knives that I forged. Um, now I'm just working on a cleaver that is also partially forged and some part is stock removal and because at at the moment I rather want to invest into those like mid-tech production knives because they go really well mm -hmm. instead of like um, like a power hammer or a really nice hydraulic press um, 
so that should come in a later part like I have like a plan in my head how I want to work that out um, so I want to have like full production knives um, so I don't do anything on them but they have like a really lower price but still good quality hmm. then I have want to have like it's like a three tier system you know and then I want to have like my normal stock removal handmade knives um, which are of course all handmade and then I want to have like that tier three which is like forged integral knives maybe some damascus some like maybe bowies and all that kind of stuff but yeah yeah, Yeah. like the high class stuff where maybe i do like 10 in a year or so you know they're really rare and all that kind of stuff but then people can decide do i want to buy like a 2000 euro knife or do i want to maybe buy like a 150 euro knife you know um so each everyone can afford like a forgeworks knife so that is my plan we'll see if it works out (laughs) yeah when you're doing that on the right path when you're doing all the mid-tech knives you get a lot of money tied up with a laser cutter and then you guys doing the sheaths and all the handle material you're buying from a knife material and (laughs) yeah i would seriously uh i would seriously look into um maybe locally find someone with a with a a high-tech milling machine that would do like um, smaller batches for you yeah that's like uh, I'm looking around but I also had like uh, I had the same problem with my uh, with my grinder wheels and um, I, I finally found one local to me that is just awesome I, c- I can just order smaller uh, orders and still yeah have, have them at I a good pricing totally stand behind you I ask some like i have to maybe ask more around but i had some companies that didn't even want to to work with me because because i'm i'm making knives i'm making weapons and i'm like (sighs) are you fucking serious like you don't want to mill that for me no you're you're making weapons (laughs) like welcome to germany like dude yeah like come on <laughs> like i had like five or six companies that just told me off because like yeah we we are not making weapons for you no, like but if the army comes and order parts from them then no problem yeah, yeah like they're working with h and k together i'm like <laughs> what the fuck and like the, the funny thing is like my water jet company is the same company i asked because they have cnc machines they could make those stuff so they're because they have different apartments like the water jet guy is totally fine with cutting out all these knives for me but the guy from the cnc part of the company he's like no we don't want to make weapons i'm like the fuck so you're you're cutting out the water jet cuts for me but you don't want to mill it for me like (laughs) what (laughs) it's so stupid (laughs) but that's just how it is so we'll see what comes in the future Awesome, man. Is that, a, is that a wrap, guys? Or? I, think I think so. I do have a question for both of you. Oh, no. I thought we were going to be able to get away with this one. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, okay. Okay. Who goes? Uh, who wants to go first? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. This is a good one. Would you rather cut your own eyelids off with scissors or pull each of your teeth out with a wrench? That's tough, you know. Um, That's not tough for me. Well, would you? I, I would. I would take the eyelids. Oh Ooh. my god! But you can't put eyelids back on. <laughs> yeah, you could, but you know, then I never sleep and I can grind more. <laughs> yeah, you also get all the dust in your eyes. All the well, time. I just wear a full face face mask, you know, <laughs> problem solved. For the rest of your life. <laughs> Well, yeah, but teeth, like, dude, then you have to wear, like, those weird things in your mouth. I'm like, nah. Mm. Nah. Okay, fair enough. Keith, you ready? Uh, Yeah, let's go. Would you rather fart uncontrollably during a first date or eat (laughs) your date's earwax? Uh... Fight uncontrollably. <laughs> yeah, same. That's easy. Yeah, easy. They <laughs> just blame it on the guys, the table next to you. Yeah, yeah. 
Just do it, it secretly, close. you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, man. I think that's right. a wrap. That was a good one. It was a pleasure. Hey, Chris, where can everybody find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram, uh, forge.works, and uh, on my webpage, forgeworks.de. That's I think the main place where you can find me. Perfect. Where can they find you, Keith? They can find me on Instagram at knifematerial.at. Uh, I'm also on Facebook, but not very often. And uh, on the work for it pod, work for your podcast. Ooh. Okay, man. Where can they find you? You're not going to tell us. Nope. Right. No, I'm kidding. DIY underscore Europe everywhere. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks we'll for see listening. See you on the flip side, bitches. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Peace. European style.